Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlocked big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the old man and the sea for you. This is one of the best-known works by acclaimed 20th-century American writer Ernest Hemingway. Hemingway was born in 1899, in Oak Park, Chicago. During his life, he fought in both world wars as well as the Spanish Civil War, which inflicted tremendous damage on him both physically and psychologically. The wars opened his eyes to a world filled with violence and bloodshed, giving him a bleak and pessimistic worldview. Following the First World War, the works of several American writers depicted characters who are empty, confused, and unable to find their sense of purpose or direction in life, and thus become profoundly dissatisfied with society. These writers have been collectively referred to as the Lost Generation, among whom Hemingway was a key representative. Published in 1952, The Old Man and the Sea tells the story of an old fisherman in Cuba, who after heading out to fish in the deep sea for three days and three nights, returns home empty-handed. The novel is based on real people and events. The protagonist Santiago is modeled after Hemingway's friend, a fisherman named Gregorio Fuentes. They met in 1928, when Fuentes was fishing at sea, he rescued Hemingway, who had been trapped in a storm. From then on, the pair became close friends. Hemingway lived in Cuba for many years, and during this time, he often went on fishing trips with fluence. Their encounter provided Hemingway with plenty of material for his writing, and the plot of this novel was, in fact, inspired by Fuentes's adventures at sea. Once, Fluence caught a large fish, but he was attacked by sharks while returning to shore, and only managed to bring back the skeletal remains. Fuentes's experience moved Hemingway greatly, and in 1936, the latter published an article in a magazine detailing it. After the Christmas of 1950, Hemingway began to write, The Old Man and the Sea, while still living in Cuba. It only took him eight weeks to finish the first draft. The novel met with great success after its publication, and Hemingway received the Pulitzer Prize in 1953 and the Nobel Prize in 1954. Although the story is relatively short and the plot is simple, it is very rich in meaning and arguably the best work from his later years, the culmination of a lifetime of contemplation and artistic exploration. Hemingway once said, this is the prose that I have been working for all my life that should read easily and simply and seem short and yet have all the dimensions of the visible world and the world of a man's spirit. It is as good prose as I can write as of now. Fellow American author William Faulkner once said, The Old Man and the Sea is his best. Time may show it to be the best single piece of any of us, I mean his and my contemporaries. What makes this novel such a masterpiece? Next, we will share the key details of this novel with you in four parts. Part 1 presents a summary of the plot. Part 2 analyzes Santiago's tough guy image. Part 3 takes a look at Hemingway's iceberg theory. Finally, Part 4 explains ecological awareness and how mankind is at one with all of nature's creations. Part 1 Plot Summary Along the coast of Havana, Cuba lives an old fisherman named Santiago who has not caught a single fish in 84 days. In the first 40 days, a boy named Manolin follows him on his fishing trips. But after that, the boy's parents forbids the boy to go fishing with Santiago again, believing the old man to be cursed. 
The boy has no choice but to obey his parents. He leaves the old man and goes fishing with other boats. Soon, he catches three fish. Nevertheless, even though he is no longer fishing with the old man, the boy continues to think of the old man, and he would feel terrible every time he sees the old man returning from sea without a single fish on his boat. The boy has been going fishing with the old man since he was five. The old man was the one who taught him how to fish, and he loves the old man dearly. However, the old man does not despair and continues to go out to sea day after day. He has a haggard appearance with many brown spots on his face, deep lines on his neck, and scars on his arms caused by repeated rope tugging over years of deep-sea fishing. His eyes are the same color as the sea, cheerful and undefeated. One day, after the old man returns from the sea, he tells the boy that tomorrow will be a good day, and he intends to go fishing in the deep seas. When he was about the same age as the boy, he worked as a sailor on a boat in Africa, and once, he saw a lion on the African coast. That very night, he dreams of the lion on the coast. Before daybreak, the old man bids the boy farewell and heads out to sea. He follows the current, and as the sea is calm, he manages to row out quite far. He lowers one fishing bait after another, keeping the fishing line straight as a rod, so that they can sink to greater depths. Just then, he sees a black man-of-war bird with huge wings circling the skies above him, dipping down towards the water surface from time to time. The old man believes that the bird is fishing, and he is certain that it has discovered fish. Therefore, he rows his boat towards the area where the bird is circling. As he approaches, he discovers flying fish continuously emerging from the sea. He thinks to himself, since there are so many flying fish here, there must be bigger fish in the surrounding waters. The old man patiently waits for such big fish to take the bait, allowing his thoughts to wander in the meantime. At times, he thinks about how deceptive jellyfish are by nature, beneath their lovely appearance, they conceal poisonous tentacles that would cause one's skin to rot upon contact, at other times, he thinks of how pitiful turtles are and how cruel humans are towards them, and how their hearts would continue to beat for several hours even after they are cut open. He thinks about how he too has a heart. The old man allows his mind to wander aimlessly while keeping his eye on the fishing lines. All of a sudden, he discovers that one of the fishing rods has plunged heavily into the water, a fish has taken the bait. He tugs tentatively on his line to gauge how big the fish might be. After that, he holds the line loosely in his hand until he feels it moving. Based on the strength of the movement, he is certain that it is a large fish. The old man keeps saying, just smell them. Aren't they lovely, don't be shy fish. Eat them, God help him to take it. Then, when he senses the weight on the line getting heavier, he unrolls a bit of the coil, but the weight on the other end of the line keeps growing heavier. He tugs on the fishing line violently, moving both arms continuously in a rigorous motion, attempting to pull the line towards him with all his might. However, the fishing line still fails to budge even a little, it has been pulled so taut that droplets of water are spurting from it. The old man does not dare to exert any more force for fear that the line might break. He leans back and braces himself against the base of the boat with all his might, hoping to offset the pull of the fish with his own body weight. The old man and the fish are locked in this precarious balance as the fish continues to swim forward in a northwestern direction, pulling the boat along with it. The old man is relieved that the fish is swimming forward instead of sinking downwards, if it sinks, he wouldn't know what to do.
He also wishes that Manolin was there with him, for the boy would be able to help. He loops the fishing line around his back and rests against the bow of the boat, trying his best not to think about anything else, except to carry on like this for as long as he can. It was around noon when he caught the fish. Since then, the fish has continued to swim forward, never once changing direction even after night falls. Similarly, the old man continues pulling on his fishing line and maintaining a stalemate with the fish. Just then, he sees two dolphins alongside his boat, and hears them leaping up above the surface and spraying water from their blowholes. He thinks they are engaging in play and truly in love with each other. At this thought, he starts to feel sorry for the large fish, despite its tremendous strength, it can only stay by his side all alone for now. The old man recalls the time he caught one of the fish in a large pair. During that trip, the boy was on the boat with him. He caught the female fish, while the male fish circled his mate in a state of panic. After the old man clubbed the female to death, the male leapt high into the air with its pectoral fins widespread, as if trying to see where the female fish was. The old man is overwhelmed with sadness as he recalls the scene. He misses the boy dearly and wishes that he was here with him right now. It is almost daybreak, and the old man decides to cut the line from another rods and tie it to his line as spare. As he is doing so, the fish jerks a little, dragging him onto the base of the boat. He suffers a cut below his eye in the process and begins to bleed. Carefully shifting the fishing line onto another part of his shoulder, he rests against the side of the boat. He thinks to himself, since he has so much spare line now, no matter how strong the fish is, it will not be able to continue swimming with the boat in tow. In a soft voice, he says, Fish, I'll stay with you until I am dead. The old man had also caught a small tuna before this large fish, and in order to replenish his strength, he slices up the tuna with his knife and begins to eat it. However, he starts to get a cramp in his left hand, which has been holding on to the fishing line. He prays for help as he eats, hoping that God will make his cramp disappear. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.